What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Smoley Talk Podcast. This is your host, Josh Rinko, in Studio B with my brother from another mother, Christian Vaughn. What's up, dude? What is up? <clears throat> been a, it's been another, like, a mini layoff since we've seen each other. I know, dude. <clears throat> it's been, uh, we were just, just chatting about this uh, 2021 uh, I just want more COVID, dude. <laughs> I mean, more COVID equals more fishing, right? <laughs> dude, let's shut this mother down. <laughs> let's shut this dude down just like we did last year. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's about time that all these politicians just start prioritizing my fishing. Yeah, let's shut clearly, this, Let's dude. shut this bitch down. Screw the economy. <laughs> it's going to tank anyways, dude. Screw, yeah, dude. Let's, let's give it a good excuse at least. We'll... Let's ignore all the spending and just blame it on COVID. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if we're going to uh, go under, we might as well go under fishing. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> dude, we've got a lot to talk we about. Need to, we need to make an additional variant. Right. So we, what's what would be the, what's E for the military? Like, echo? Echo, yeah. We need to echo variant. It's already Stat. out there. <laughs> Come on, Chinese, get on that dude, echo variant. <laughs> I've just The only time I wear a mask now is when I'm handling smallmouth. I'm very concerned about a leap from from humans to smallmouth, dude. Yeah, we wouldn't want COVID breakout going to smallmouth no. for And sure. all these Asian carp. I mean, that's the thing nobody's talking about. All these Asian carp have ended up in our rivers, and then all of a sudden COVID's here. I'm just saying maybe Coincidence? Man, I think not. I think not, sir. <laughs> the Asians brought it over with their carp. Dude, they did. I mean, nobody's talking about Freaking it, but we'll be the first. infected our drinking water. We'll be the first. Uh, I did see in the news, in, in local news, um, cue the cue the drop uh, for news. <laughs> I don't. We don't have one. We'll, you don't we'll have come a up board? with one. We'll you don't come, have a soundboard. We'll come uh, up with one. Now, local news. Did you see that fish kill on Wildcat? No. Yeah, in the news I did today. Not. Co- Kokomo. It what was, what uh, happened? Well, they they I, I saw an article posted about. You know, there's this fish kill, and I was like, oh, God. So I clicked on it, and then, like, the numbers that they gave in the fish kill article, I was like, this is a very minor, like, almost like, how did they even recognize that it was, like, going on? It was, like, 16 smallmouth and, like, 20 sucker fish. Oh, really? Yeah, were killed, like, and nobody knows why. I'm looking at it right now. (coughs) WTHR. Yeah. So Um. they're monitoring the sitch. Longtime angler Chris Went. I feel like we know that guy. Uh, the name doesn't sound familiar, but I'm sure. I'll check Instagram. Pulled up to his favorite fishing spot on Wildcat Creek last Saturday and took home this typical haul about 15 fish of five different species. If we know this guy, we're roasting him, <laughs> by the way. He's taken, he's a meat eater. It was a solid weekend fishing by any standard, especially solid for the spot. He counts on most when looking for bites on his line. When he returned Sunday, everything had changed. <laughs> so he, okay, let's 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 um let's recount the story. He fishes a tiny creek right. in one spot. 
He takes 15 fish out of it, and then he goes back, and there's no more fish, and we blame it on the fish kill. Dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I somehow I think there needs to be more investigative reporting done on this. <laughs> I'm standing at my spot, you know, kind of just fishing and not getting kinda just, any bites. Just, I just took 15 fish out of a 100-yard stretch of river. <laughs> he's, a, he's like, I'm standing in the river gigging like I always do. <laughs> Not a single smallmouth. <laughs> Which I always get bites at the spot. I mean, it's my fishing hole, Went said. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh, was this sad. Or am I on the onion? <laughs> Undeterred. Went, hauled his gear about an Undeterred, eighth Undeterred, he went to his truck, grabbed some M80s. <laughs> <laughs> hauled his gear about an eighth of a mile from his usual haunch. They use, they use the word haunch. Haunch? I don't think that's the right word. <laughs> and discovered many fish. Minnows, haunch, carp, it, Haunch catfish. is not the right word. Just just so... I think they're they're thinking of the word haunt. I think haunch is like... I mean, this is WTHR. It is high-quality journalism. I mean, maybe my, maybe my word of the day calendar is broken. <sighs> uh, let's see here. Discovered many fish, minnows, carp, catfish, bass, bluegill, and panfish belly up baking in the heat. All of them, once recalled, were dead. As I'm hiking, I'm noticing more yeah. dead fish. They're still at the bottom, and they're kind of belly up. Some of them are still moving. And then the fish that were alive, I started noticing were kind of swimming at the top. They were real slow, kind of doing the belly up thing. He said, Went posted over 30 photos of the deceased fish to his Facebook, Facebook page. And it goes on. Yeah. They were well. all gut hooked. He's <laughs> using night crawlers. <laughs> this is all the... This is all the uh, incident report that went gave to the dnr whatever they came up is like his stringer was just completely emptied out into the well river. let me tell you something if you're taking fish out of wildcat creek and expecting them to did it say that he was keeping fish because yeah, i, did, I didn't he... hear and by the way haunch is not the right word that they okay. haunch is buttock which i that's what i thought yeah and it said here i'll quote this he was fishing his favorite spot in Wildcat, Wildcat Creek last Saturday and took home the typical haul, about 15 fish of five different species. Damn, dude. I mean, really, dude? You know and he's I'm one not... of those guys that's posting to the uh, Facebook page, like, grip, like thunder gripping to 18-inch smallmouth, like, say something, dude. Oh, did you see that there was a post on one of the, I think it was Smallmouth Addicts. Yeah, the dude was I, like, I had to leave the page. I'm he's like, of it. releasing grease. Yeah, I saw that. I yeah, left. like, dude, come on now. Dude, I'm over it. I, I, you know, I, I get it, and it's fine. I don't really, I'm not one of these guys that's like, you should never keep fish. I don't really, I mean, I, you know, I think catch and release is so prevalent now that I really don't think that, like, over-catching fish is, like, the biggest threat to our ecosystem right now. I think no. I think catch and release is the predominant like method of fishing that we see with anglers that are out actually on the water, and, and especially anglers that are capable of catching some fish. Yeah, are almost all catch and release guys. The guys that are keeping them, I mean, you know, I don't give a shit if you're if you're offended by this or not. You're probably a redneck if you're keeping them out of wild. <laughs> or you're probably Creek, old. Or old or. You know, I'm maybe just down on your luck. Maybe you're having a rough go of it. Just need need some of that fresh fillet. Now, I mean, there are places where I would say, you I mean, can keep them. Yeah, my, here's my thing about it: is like, like we've kept fish. I mean, I've kept fish before. We're all, we're all about free the fighter. We're all about 
mm-hmm. you know, catch and release. But I think catch and release came as a movement probably, what, 40, 50 years ago when, when harvesting fish was just very regular thing, and it was a problem. I don't think it's really as much of a problem now. Um, with that said, you still should use common sense. Like, taking fish out of a small river or creek in any capacity is probably not good for it. And over time, you know, you're going to do real damage to that that place just because there's just not there's not the ecosystem to support taking stuff out. So, like, and, you know, being selective about which ones you take out, like, like why would you go eat two 18-inch fish? Like, right. it's the most idiotic thing in the world. Like, if you're going to eat some fish, like, take a couple 15-inchers out, whatever. Like, there's plenty of those. Like, in Sugar Creek, we took out a couple. If we took out two 14-inch fish every time we we fish, it'd probably be fine. Like, it's, it's fine. But you don't want to take the big fish out. You don't want to take the spawners. You don't want to take the fish that have the good genes. Like... There's just there's something to be said for like using a little common sense, and unfortunately, a lot of those guys that do that don't have common sense, and that's the problem. Like they'll be like, "Oh yeah, I mean, I, like taking fish out of Wildcat Creek, probably not a good idea." Like mm-hmm. if you're if you want the fishery to Wildcat Creek isn't exactly like the best smallmouth fishery in the world in the first place. You know, you start taking. That's pretty good. It can be, but yeah. like it's in places you could almost it's not the best in the world, but I'll agree. I'll agree yeah, in in places you could it could get, it could be better. Let's just put it that way. Right. Um, and it has been better in the past. Yeah, dude. But like I said, I mean, it's not it's not the pro. I don't have a major problem with people keeping a couple fish. I mean, keeping fifteen fish, even whatever from five different species. It's whatever. I mean, there's so many carp and suckers and stuff like that, and nobody else is fishing for them. I don't really care. I'm just saying, like, the posts of, like, yeah, that, like deal true. with it. You know, it's like, I, I don't know, dude. I don't have to deal with it. That's the beauty of Leave that's the, the beauty of social media. I can just not deal with it. F them. Yeah. But, um, you know, at the same time, like, every time one of those guys posts, people are like, blah, 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 like, go off on some rant about it. Yeah, I mean, like, but that guy clearly was, like, like he was. That's it, the reason he's doing it, to, like, yeah, get a rise out of people. Yeah, so, so. that's why you don't. You don't comment. Just don't engage. Leave those guys alone. Um, the uh, speaking of, but let me walk back my comment. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me walk back my comment about saying that everybody who keeps fish <laughs> is a redneck because I felt like I said that and you didn't laugh, <laughs> which made it very weird. I, well, I was agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Anyways, no, it's not that. I mean, I, I, the thing is, it's okay. I've kept fish every once in a while. But there is a stereotype of people that literally keep fish all the time, and it's fine. You know, there's certain, like, you know, if you want to go catch crappie at Eagle Creek or, sure, you know, that sort of thing, that's different than catching smallmouth and eating them. Like smallmouth, well, crappie are eater fish. Yeah, smallmouth grow way, way slower right. than crappie. They reproduce less. Like, it's just uh, in a river environment, the spawning classes are way more volatile than in a lake. Like, you're going to get way what you can get complete classes wiped out from flooding like it's just whatever you know do you i guess if it's illegal you can do it you know but i don't have i mean legality and morality are probably not that there's like a moral component to this and the thing is i mean people always say that like well it's legal it's like well i mean there's lots of heinous shit over time that's been legal right you know i I mean I, i think the ultimately you just have to be ethical yeah and 
Well, you, you know, know, you're never going to give it. Here's the thing. You're never going to convince the people that are doing that, that they're doing anything wrong. Sure. So our generation typically does not keep fish. It's usually guys who's, who are older and they'll all die one day. Right. Well, Probably from fish. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, speaking of maintaining a healthy fishery, um, the place that I just left you could take truckloads, dump truckloads of smallmouth out of that place, yeah, right. and it would still be straight stacked. And so I'm, I'm referring to, to set the to set the stage a little bit. Josh, freaking, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, abandoned me. <laughs> uh, no, he Josh. I took a pilgrimage, dude. Dude took a freaking pilgrimage to the holiest of waters. Freaking holy. Water, like, uh, like <laughs> the angel bestowed upon us. <laughs> you just, you just the freaking knowledge sh- of the holy water. Yeah, you just tread upon that holy freaking water, <laughs> dude. I swear, those nights, that first two years ago, that trip, my god, dude. I would, I would pay good money to just laugh that hard right now. Yeah. Dude, I was laughing so hard those nights <laughs> when you and Maya were going at it. My God. Yeah. But stuff. we went back. It was uh so it was the first time, you know, we've gone two years up there um, in the spring. And, you know, it was like, it's like a, kind of a constant conversation where we were like, man, I wonder what it's like in the summertime up here. And uh, tried to go last year, but ended up flooded, flooding. This year, the river was, like, at all-time low flows, so I was, like, considering not going. Um, But I'm like, you know what? I didn't go last year. I need to just... We need to go up there. And it's a trip that I take with my dad and my brother every year, so we we go somewhere on a a smallmouth trip. And, uh, yeah, went up there for three days. And uh, it was crazy because the river was completely different it was unrecognizable from where when we went up there just how long ago was that three months ago yeah so 90 days and 90 days literally almost every place that we caught fish three months ago was dry land and when i say i'm not exaggerating like oh it was like a little water like no it was literally out of the water like well as old bo cephas once sang the Mississippi River, she's a run and dry. <laughs> I didn't know that that was lyrics. Yeah. A country boy can't survive, <coughs> Hank Williams Jr. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it was, dude, it was it was wild. We pulled up to the first spot, first ramp. Right. And I knew it was going to look different, but I was like, I, I don't really know what to expect. And uh, what was once a a pretty intimidating flow that, that supposedly swept Chris and Danny downstream Dude. like helplessly. Dude. Um, Danny was, was a little damsel in distress. <laughs> in his defense, he literally had never rode any boat in his life before. Yeah, dude. Um, Chris throws him on the sticks and like, you know, so 20,000 CFS blow a dam. <laughs> shoot this class three, dude. But in this particular section, there are islands everywhere. And there were, you know what? There's probably 15 channels to choose from mm-hmm. that you could go in. And literally, dude, it dried. Everything had dried up all but um, 
Well, there was, I think there were two channels flowing, but I only think one you could actually go through. Is the main? Is that the channel that you guys got swept down? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the, the the listeners couldn't see your air quotes, <laughs> but I think they could probably hear them. <laughs> but yeah, that was like the only. It was weird because that that little channel was only really maybe I don't know thirty yards across, forty yards across. And in May when we were there, that part of the river was a half mile across. Yeah. So it was like, it, it was just such a weird, like, experience fishing there. Um, so close together, yet the conditions were so starkly different. Um, but with that said, uh, dude, freaking fish were still there. They yeah. didn't go anywhere. Um, and in fact, they were concentrated <laughs> because there was that much less water. Um, like fish in a barrel, dude. Dude, I you know it was weird. It's so different from a from fishing because you're doing more like traditional, you know, blind casting. Uh, we did catch some. We did, you know, get some sight fishing in. Um, but yeah, it was wild because um, there was just really one thing to take away from that trip over everything is that. We didn't really see any, like, mid-sized fish when we were there. Like like in the spring. Yeah. I mean, in the spring, exactly. You see yeah. almost exclusively 17 to 20 inches. Right. There's, like, nothing else. Like, it's weird. I think in the entire spring trip last year, we caught maybe 15 fish that were under 17 inches. Right. And then this As trip, a group. Right. And this trip, we saw all those fish... And um, every day we had triple digits. So one day in particular. So we had a drift boat, the River Rat, by the way, which took up there. Right, and, brought to you by River Rats USA, dude. Yeah. So yeah, we took that up there and did fantastic. Um, got my dad on it for the first time. It really and, is the perfect boat to do stuff like this with. Yeah, dude. It was it was fantastic. I, I mean, you could not have launched a jet there besides one of the stretches, um, and that was the only reason because it had a dam on it. All the rest of them, you know, required some sort of light craft. So we had the river rat, we had the kayak wilderness systems, hashtag woolly fishing. Um, we had the, we had it, so two guys were in the raft, one guy was in the kayak, and um, we had, the day I was in the kayak by myself, um, I caught 120 fish, just me. Yeah. Um, and, but I only caught 120 that day, um, which is weird. I mean, the ratio of 20s at our spring trip was ridiculous. Only caught 120. Um, I did catch a bunch of like quality fish, um, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch. Of, like the 17s, I lost count. Um, 18s, I think I had like six over 18, and then that 120. Um, so, Good day, you know, probably one of the better days, like, overall, you know. Outside of the spring trip, your literal best day of fishing ever. Yeah, Outside yeah. of the, if you don't count the Memorial Day weekend trips. Yeah, probably. Literally the best day of fishing you've ever had. Yeah, so, so it's, and it was, <laughs> and it, yeah, and I caught a ton of fish. Like, we didn't have any triple-digit days in the spring. Um, no. You know, we were catching 40, 50 fish, but, 
you know, I got 120 myself and it was like, it was very action packed. So we got, I got on them really with a fluke surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> was my, uh, um, ended up being the pattern for the most of the trip. And, uh, yeah, it was fun, dude. Those fish are so aggressive. They're so big. They're so thick. How are they, were they taking it like as soon as it touched the water, like long pause, dead sticking, like how, how were, so this is what was weird up there. The water was low and I don't, I've never been up there in the summer, so I, I don't really know what it looks like normally. Um, but it was so low that there was grass everywhere. And when I first got there, I'm like, this sucks. There's literally grass where I can't even fish. And my dad, credit to my dad, it was, wasn't very long before he, like, I caught up with him and Danny. And they were like, yeah, we're catching fish on this grass. And I'm like, huh. And, you know, you don't really think of river smallmouth as grass-dwelling fish. Definitely grass orientation is odd. And yeah. For there, us. I mean, maybe, just, you know, maybe, uh, I, I've heard you say this about the Susquehanna that they orient to kind of. It's different though. That's like duckweed. That's like river grass. This is like, dude, this is like straight like grass. Like moss or grass? It was stringing grass that when it hit the top, it turned into like a moss. So like Weird. the sun, like almost like melted it into like the, a moss yeah. my dad was throwing he's like oh you know a lot about plants i can tell by the by <laughs> yeah. your description there i know it's a very scientific description i don't know what kind when of grass the, this when was. the sun hits the top of the water it just melts all the grass <laughs> off <laughs> well it did it like killed the top of the grass so the it the grass underneath the water looked good but the top there was like a mat of like nasty stuff um, mm-hmm. and the thing was, there really was no other cover. I mean, yeah, there were some mid river rocks and stuff, but like all the like normal kind of boulders and stuff you'd be fishing, they were dry, no trees at all. So the, the grass had basically taken over the, the sides of the river and the smallmouth were in it. And like I said, credit my dad, he was fishing a freaking scum frog. And I was going to say, frog would have been, like, the very first thing I thought to fish. Yeah, he was fishing. Well, but I was fishing stuff around the grass. I was, like, I, and I was still catching fish. Right. Um, I, I, I guess actually, that's probably what I would have done, too. I would have thought the grass would not hold the fish. Yeah. It would be outside of the grass. Somehow. Right. So, I was fishing, like, parallel to the grass with, like, a spook and top water. And I was getting hits, but it was, like, an open water. And then I copped to my dad, and he was like, oh, all of our big fish are coming in the grass. I was like, huh. So I rigged a Texas rig fluke on my um, um, bait caster instead of my spinning rod. And I just started throwing up in that stuff and pulling it out. And I, I can't say that I got very many, like, literally, like, hitting it through the grass. But it would be, like, right as you pulled it off of it. They were clearly coming out from underneath the grass. And, uh... Yeah, it was like, once I figured that out, dude, it was like, you know, pretty much game on. Like, I had a couple really memorable hits. I had one, you know, it, it was cool because the river was so low. You'd find little, like, deeper pockets. Right. And they would just be stacked with fish. And it was super clear. So, like, I had one scenario, and this is how I ended up, like, way behind my dad and my brother. My pedals broke on my kayak. Hashtag Wildy Fishing. Um, so, and it was super windy. How'd that raft hold up? Any broken parts or nope. maintenance issues? Hmm, no. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, raft was good. Raft was great. Yeah, just yeah. curious. I was just I curious. I thought I'd ask. Go ahead. <laughs> so, 
I got, um, so I got up to this spot and I'm way behind at this point and I knew I was behind, but I was like, honestly, I don't care. I'll just paddle it out. We had a really long stretch that day and I had a headwind all day. Um, but I found the spot and I like threw my fluke up and I had, I'm not joking. There's a wolf pack of like 25 fish that followed this fluke out to my boat. How crazy. And I'm like, I know. I was like, oh my God. So I like back. <laughs> yeah, I get scared. No. Well, <laughs> well, I knew there was like two or three of them that were well over 18. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I gotta oh, got to fish for these. You had a little pup pack, dude. You didn't have a wolf pack. A little pup pack. Yeah, I know. Bunch of small ones. Um, There was some small ones. Yeah. There was... Dude, it was like small mixed in with big ones. But anyways, I backed off and I literally, I tied on the net rig and I caught every one of those fish one by one by one. Oh, wow. And I was catching like some that were 12, 13 inches. Other ones would be like 15, 16 inches. And then I finally saw one of the big ones and I was like, oh God, this is the one I've been waiting on. And I sit there and visually watched it go up to my net rig, address it just kind of bump 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 and it bow got it and it was it was a 19 incher oh nice Um, and it was really it was one of those like juice 19 inchers where i like fought it for like i like had a smile i was like laughing to myself while i was fighting this thing because like i was just taking my time and i loosened my drag and it's like i was just letting it pull me around and then i finally got it up um but yeah, man, had a really good time, caught a ton of big fish. Did that I mean, pattern kind of hold up like the whole time or was it different on other stretches or what? No, man, the entire time it was uh, really the fluke um, and, or, and or the net rig. If you had clean water and you could throw a net rig, especially sight fishing because it was clear enough you could see some of the big fish. I had a couple super cool, humongous fish. I had another flashback to a trip where i thought one was 22 inches (laughs) and i was freaking out and uh, ended up only being like it was short of 20 by like an eighth of an inch um but it was the thing was those fish are so wide dude it looked so big like (laughs) i can't even i mean the pictures that you put up were uh i guess the right word would be infuriating (laughs) or i don't know dude they were crazy so I mean, they were like girthy, girthy gals. Um, yeah. So that's the thing. Like, if you don't, if you're not, it's funny because guys, like, I put something on there about northern fish, and I put that fish on a board. Which, if you understand, like, what you're looking at, like, the, the fish, fish is a freak. It yeah. was a four pound, three ounce, eighteen and a half inch fish. That's insane. I mean, and which is crazy. Um, guys up there are like, oh, welcome to Minnesota. Welcome to Minnesota. Cool. There's not many guys from Minnesota that even know about fishing for river smallmouth like that. Maybe lakes, but sure. river smallmouth that big. There's a particular area that we fish where they just are bigger than the rest. And no, we're not telling you <laughs> where it's at. Um, but those fish are just freaks, dude. They're like... We we don't we we just never seen anything like it before, and I don't think they exist very very Dude, many. The places. angel freaking blessed us with his. Well, in the su- people say, knowledge. oh yeah, that in the Susquehanna, eh, the Susquehanna is good. 
like, but the, they're not these fish. You came back from Susquehanna pretty hyped about it. It was really fun, but they the fish themselves were just not these fish. Um, so anyway, I mean, my opinion on it is firmly recorded. I do think that it this area is a freaking game it's preserve, mecca, dude. It's a game preserve that's just freaking mecca that we've stumbled upon. So we did, but um, yeah. Uh, and well, I'm I glad did, you guys had a good trip. We I, did, I mean, we did send a listener up there the week before I went. Uh, so there, Danny told me that he had a a great trip. He told me that in, out of one spot that he caught like sixty fish out of one spot. <laughs> so. Yeah, there was one uh, which I FaceTimed you during it um, mm-hmm. just to piss you off. Uh, but, yeah, with three fish that were like <sighs> heavier than any fish I've caught in Indiana this year. So. Uh, well, we we did set it for a good sixty minutes and literally caught them every cast. But that's like it, at that point it was so ridiculous. I like I just like come on, like what? Like this isn't yeah. real. Um, and it was a different. This did you this, run into a lot of bass fishermen up there? Oh yeah, <laughs> tons. tons. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, I'm trying to think here. So first day. Did you see any other fishermen that's at what all? I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, okay. First day. Um, okay. I'm just curious. So the like... very first day, we ran into a jet boat running upstream from where we were at. A river pro, by the way. It's pretty nice. sick. Yeah, cool boat. They were fishing with shiners. <laughs> they were fishing for bass, supposedly. Um, cause I talked to him for a few minutes. That was literally in three days. The only yeah. Cause it's not saw. easy enough up there with artificial bait. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. Got a, they got a live bait. Dude, can you imagine how many fish you'd catch with live bait I freaking, up there? I freaking donked an 18 right in front of them. They were like, Oh man, that's a nice one. Yeah. I mean, you guys suck. <laughs> Dude. Li- I mean, you know, in some of these pressured rivers, live bait, you know, it kind of evens the score a little bit, but dude, they're, I mean, you could. I mean, you can wookie. You can wookie fish. You know, dude. I don't know. There, I don't know why you would feel the need that they're a live bait. You up can there. Lego Star Wars things <laughs> up there and catch fish. You know what I mean? You could have done that for sure. Yeah, you could definitely have caught some fish on a Lego Chewbacca. That's there. so wild. I have no, I no doubt. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. So, you well, know, I'm, I'm so happy that you guys had a good trip. I mean, that's a. Uh, you know. Yeah, and then uh, just to all let you go here in a sec, but um, I don't have anything to talk about. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, but uh, yeah, and then I had uh, the White River tournament, which I actually was going to do a, a recap episode. And I probably oh, will. Oh, you're just going to move on to another story? Yeah, I'm going to move Not on to it. another story. <laughs> I'm going to do a recap episode of the White River tournament, um, <clears throat> but to save everybody from um, looking up the results online. I got second again. <laughs> mm. My heart was broken into many pieces. Who won? Jim Orr. Jim. Yeah. Um, Hashtag. And, uh, story of my life in that tournament, dude. Freaking studied. I, I had a, I told Chris, I called Chris the night before. Dude, I had such a freaking good game plan. Like What obviously was a good game plan. Freaking genius game plan. Yeah. Uh, I was like convinced that I was like, I knew I had it. 
And um, I had literally had the lead all the way up until five minutes left when Jim hooked an 18-inch. Allegedly. Allegedly. According to him. Hooked an 18-incher with five minutes left to give him a five-inch upgrade. I'm just saying. Beat me by less than two inches. I'm just saying. I don't know, you know, I don't know, Jim, but (laughs) there's rumors on the street that uh, he had a cage filled with... (laughs) (laughs) Nah, just kidding. (laughs) No, that's... uh, Yeah, dude, that's tough. That's a tough... So, I'll talk about the recap, but I got second place. I did win... I was in like three like tournaments that day, all fishing consecutively, and I did win one of those. But yeah, I got second and two, and then then first and one. Just always the bridesmaid, never the bride, bud. That's Don't just, I know it? I mean, it, and it is how many how many uh, anglers were fishing that day? I think seventy. That's pretty good though. Second place. Yeah. It was one of those. I mean, things you know. like when Jason was announcing the winners, everybody was kind of standing around, and I. I honestly didn't know what place I was in, and he's announcing fourth, third, and I started. My heart started to beat, and uh, when he goes to announce <laughs> second, he laughed. He literally audibly laughed, and he was like, "And in second place with eighty four point two five inches, Josh Shrinko, eighty four point seven five, Josh Shrinko," and he was laughing, and everybody was kind of like, "I did." I will say this: I did have a great time. I met up with several wet boys. Yeah, dude. Hashtag uh, wet boy nation. Did a shotgun with a few of them. Yeah, put Nick, it on the story. Nick Necrelli. Nick, Josh Cravens, Aaron Kimball. Yep. Um, Alex was taking the video or he would have done the shotgun. Um, and then I went went to Kilroy's with him afterwards, so we had a good time. But they were all feeling, you know, maybe feel better about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know. Depends on how you look at it. I'm I'm okay with that. I thing was I did I did break off a fish that would have likely won the tournament for me, but you know how much did he beat you by? It was less than two inches, like an inch and something, inch That's, and a half, yeah. I think. It would have been harder, I think, if it was like a quarter inch or something. Probably. Yeah, I broke off one that you're I, just missing a big fish. That's that's all it was. I'm fairly certain the second like nice fish that I hooked was the 19 that I caught. A week prior to that, same exact spot, saw the fish, you know, had it on for quite some time, and uh, took a run, dude. Wasn't meant to took be, dude. Took a run, freaking snapped my leader when off. When you finally win that thing, dude, we're never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I keep thinking, like, my... You're going to put that on your LinkedIn. I'm due for a pooper is what I'm due for. Like, I've gotten... I've never finished worse than fourth place in a tournament that has... Anywhere from sixty to hundred guys in it. Like, there's got to be a, you know, one. There's going to be a time when I'm going to finish like twelfth or something. Oh, dude, I can't wait for that <laughs> moment. But like, I really felt good. Like going into that term, I felt good about it. I felt good about my strategy. I, you know, I I broke off that fish, and then I also had a freaking nice guy, real nice guy, but a <laughs> a guy freaking standing in waders in the middle of my best spot literally i was i was like i broke off that fish and i was like you know what no big deal i have a spot that i know there's gonna be at least an 18 in and i freaking turn the corner around this island start pedaling up and i see that i'm like what is that 
I'm like, and you got to understand the stretch. Like, you can't really get to that spot. Like, legally launching, I knew nobody would from the tournament would be fishing it because there's no way unless they came from the same direction I came and they didn't. And yeah, this dude was nice guy. Freaking, just shitting in your spot. He wasn't dude. just he wasn't just in my spot. He was literally standing. Where I just caught a 19. I caught two 19s the week before that. He was standing in the exact spot where I caught the 19. There was a boulder in the middle of the river. He's standing on, like behind it. Throwing a whopper plopper through this entire section. And I'm like... Yeah. it it That was the only two things that went wrong. Everything else went fine. I broke off the fish. That guy was there. Yeah, obviously. It went, it went fine. Yeah, everything. But I had... You You're know, just bu- missing a big fish. I basically, I had a bunch of 17s. You know? Yeah. I couldn't get. Did you have anything over eighteen? No, I had two seventeen and a halves. Yeah, two seventeen and a halves, a seventeen, a sixteen and three quarter, and a sixteen. Which Still is a, a good day. That's it's a good day of fishing on White River. I yeah. mean, it really is. Like it's just usually you catch, and I did have one on that was probably a, you know, an eighteen at at at, at worst. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, man. Um, enough about that because I'm gonna do separate podcast. But, uh, what did, um, what, don't even remember what I was even going to talk about. Well, I know you had, um, one particular keep talking about your stuff, dude. You had one, How's your business doing? How's the she going <laughs> to Shut up. You had one particular night where a lot of claims were made. Yeah, dude. And I, I was joking with Danny about you, that you were exaggerating it, but I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it firsthand. Now that the I mean, I've got witnesses. Is, now that the motion is worn off. I've got witnesses. So. Now that you've you've brushed off all the haters from Instagram. What what? It made you send them pictures of them on a board. Oh, that guy's that guy's a joke, <laughs> dude. Whatever, man. Uh, Let's hear about it. So my brother and I just did an overnight trip on like just a local flow here on White River. Uh, down at Henderson Ford on the jet. I feel like that's just like it's a it's not a good stretch, but it's becoming your hot stretch, dude. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I mean, I've done it several times this year, and it's not bad. I, I, I mean, the problem with it is that it's like basically twenty five miles from from this put in to a dam that makes everything upstream inaccessible, and there's zero access between the boat ramp. And this dam, so it's basically twenty-five miles of river, and it's, there used to be access. Yeah, there used to be access, but it's less desirable water, I would say, than than the north side. You know, people like serious anglers, I would say, there are some that fish, you know, out of jet boats that fish that stretch, but it holds more water too. Yeah, it holds more water, but I would say the majority of the people around here that are kind of more serious bass anglers would concentrate on the on the northern stretches of White River you know, those upstream areas. So anyways, we, you know, we're doing that, we're doing that, you know, sort of stretch because we can run the jet boat on it. One and two, it's close to home. Three, it's a good spot if you want to go camping because there's nobody around and nothing around. Um, so we end up getting on the water kind of late. It was like maybe six or five thirty or something like that and put on ran upstream uh, ran out of gas. So, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, ran out of gas. I didn't. I didn't tell you about this. <laughs> so we got like we got like a mile and a half 
maybe two miles up from the put-in, and uh, we're getting ready to go through this really skinny section, and the engine starts sputtering out. And I had ran the boat on Traverse Bay, but like, like right before this, that was the last time I had ran the boat. And then um, I sent it, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know, dude. I must have ran it way more than I thought I did. Because, like, I have never even been close to running that boat out of out of gas, like, ever. So I must have ran it way more on Traverse Bay than I thought, or something happened that I'm just not aware of. Like, maybe the guy that, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But anyways, so we get, like, a mile upstream, mile and a half upstream, boat sputters out. So I'm like, you know, freaking out because we're supposed to be doing an overnight trip. So call my dad, tell him what's going on, tell him I need boat fuel. And he says, oh, yeah, I can I can bring you a, a gas tank of, of boat fuel. Because the problem is going downstream, especially there are a couple of there are a couple of spots, like a couple shoots on that particular stretch that you really don't want to go through unless you're on plane because there's right. big rocks, mid river. And it can be kind of sketch if you're like to, if you tried to go through that on your trolling motor or just drift through it. So, I mean, you could probably do it, but you know, there's just, there's, it's like, there are a couple of like tight shoots with like, uh, big rocks and there's trees and you you know, you could get swept under a, you know, a, a widow maker or something or strainer. But, but anyway, so I'm like, you know, dad ended up agreeing to bring us gas so clutch. yeah, clutch move. So we're floating downstream and you know, it's going to take him about an hour to get to the, to the area where we agreed to meet up to drop gas off. So I'm like, well, we'll just fish on the way down. So we start fishing and, um, dude, they're on like a hardcore spook bite, like crazy. So as we're Is floating this on Friday night or Saturday night? It's a Friday night. So Yeah, because this is the Friday night. It was a Friday night right before the tournament. tournament. Yeah, Yeah. right before. So huge like top water, you know, walk the dog bait type type bite. Mm -hmm. So as I'm floating down, I hook a fish, okay, that literally like I mean just like did an explosion type eat on the on the spook. And we had caught like a few at this point. Like we had caught maybe six or seven. And like an explosive eat, and I ended up tail hooking this fish, okay, and because it you know swiped at it, and I set the hook, and I just happened to set the hook into the tail of the fish, so I'm not thrilled about it, but dude, it is a heavy fish, and I get the tail up out of the water, and I can see that it's a smallmouth tail, and it's pretty massive, and then but you know because it's tail hooked, it ends up the hook ends up pulling. So I lose the fish, but I'm like, oh man, that was a big one. Jeremiah's like, that was a monster, dude. So I'm like, okay, no big deal. So we we're floating downstream. I make like two more casts and like on the second one, same thing, dude, explosive eat. And I hook a fish and it's probably at least, a, at least a 19, maybe a 20 jumps up, spits my spook. So I'm like, dude, like at this point, we don't have any big fish in the boat. I've just lost two big fish in a row. So I'm starting to get the swirls, dude. I'm freaking, you know, I'm going, I'm, I'm not loving it. So, um, so anyway, so we, we float down a little bit further 
And there's these like all through the stretch, the uh, they're improving I sixty nine through there. So they're they're building all these like like extensions of like riprap that extend out and towards the middle of the river that create like little dams almost to prevent like erosion. I think, or I'm not, I've never seen them before, so I don't know exactly what they're for. But those are but on the opposite side of the river, right? They made a bunch of new ones. So Did they really? Yeah, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of them now. So not that spot. It's it's a lot closer to the ramp. Okay. So they made like a like another like twenty of those things on another stretch that's closer to weird. The, yeah, it's really weird. I've never seen this before. I'm assuming it's for erosion control. But anyway, so as we're floating down, I throw that spook up there and I'm you know, I'm walking the dog like all along the, the edge of these of this rip wrap and another just dude explosive eat. And I'm fighting this fish, but we're we're floating through an area that we probably shouldn't have the jet boat in anyways. And then I hook a 20, and I'm in, like, a spot that's maybe twice as wide as my boat with, like, real flow going through it. And it's, like, <laughs> shallow as shit. And I'm working a 20-incher, and there's pi- a pylon sticking out into the middle of the river <laughs> of riprap and, like, you know, flow going through there. We're about to bottom out in the boat. My trolling motor's down. You know, it's like the full gambit of like, I mean, I had to like thread the needle to get this fish in. I had to work it under a buoy, like a no boat buoy, mm. like all these like different factors. But we ended up like getting the fish in. It was like a 20 and a half, uh, 20 and three quarters. It was like, I think it was 20 and three quarters. It's been a while now. But anyways, dude, it was a freaking tank. The pictures didn't really do it justice. It it came across as kind of skinny, but it was a it was a true monster, dude. Huge head on that thing. Yeah, it had a big head for sure. Yeah, it was a big fish. But anyway, so that was so that was the first night. Then we camped out, which was awesome. We had a great camp spot. Got up early, ran back upstream to that spot where I lost those two big ones, and like my first cast into that spot. Dude, I hooked a smallmouth. It's the biggest smallmouth I have ever laid eyes upon. I don't buy the, this is what I don't buy, but keep going. It I mean, Jeremiah saw it and dude, it I had zero control over this fish. I mean, it was just it jumped up. I had it on for 10 seconds. It straightened out the rear treble on this on the spook that I've got. Uh-huh. It just straightened it out. Like like two of the barbs straightened it out and i could not control this fish at all it jumped up dude it was it was a tank i mean like uh, don't believe me believe me don't believe me believe me i don't know jeremiah saw it he's a witness dude it was it was a monster there was nothing i could do I believe it was a monster. I just don't believe it was the biggest smallmouth you've ever seen. Says the guy that gets that's been twice bamboozled by fish, thinking that they were well, like. Well, that's 20... one of my reasons for saying it. No, that's fine. I just you've caught six pound smallmouth out of the upper Mississippi, so I'm telling you, dude. I don't think this was over six, dude. I'm telling State you, state record seven something, seven uh, eleven, I think, or something. Yeah. I'm telling you, believe me, don't believe me, whatever, I don't care. It was Mine had a big head, but the body, there's no way it It matched. jumped all the way out of the water. And I'm telling you right now, dude, It Jeremiah and I both were like, oh my God. I mean, it was like, it, it was it was crazy. And But the problem was where I hooked it, it was like, so there's flow coming down like the middle of the river, right? And it's like kind of on a turn. 
feel like you need a lesson in conventional hook setting. The hook was Missing set. Missing those big fish. The but. hook was set, dude. It. I just lost the fish. But so here's the problem. Like where I caught it, I had an open lane to cast to it, and I a regular sized fish. I definitely could have landed it. But the problem was that there was like a a pile of sticks like right on the seam of the channel. And this fish was firmly kind of in the eddy. So we were positioned downstream of the eddy. So that like directly in front of the boat was this lay down, like right in the seam. And then we had an open lane to the left of that lay down, which was like a big eddy. So when I hooked the fish, all I had to do was bring him in like another 10 feet. And I would have been clear of that lay down. But the problem is that this fish was so big and so powerful that like when I hooked it, like there was nothing, I had 20 pound braid on and he was running me into that lay down and then he ran back out of it. And I tight, I tightened my drag with 20 pound braid and was trying to move him back closer to me and I couldn't move him. <laughs> and he ran me back into that lay down and that's when my hook straightened out and the lure popped out. So it was pretty nuts, dude. He was so. What, what are you? What are big. you? What are you estimating that? You I don't know. I'm not gonna do an estimate. I'm just saying it was. <laughs> you it, think you might have broke Quest for twenty three, bud? I don't know, dude. I'm not. It's it's the the first time that I felt like I feel like we know exactly where that fish is at. I know exactly where it's at, uh, and I've and fished for it twice since, <laughs> and it has not made another appearance. <laughs> It's old Greg, dude. He's laid up. He's laid up in the cut. He's probably old. Old Chris Wentz has probably gut hooked that one. It's probably, oh, it's probably yeah, dead. But, dude. but uh, anyways, dude, I yeah, I've went back twice after him. Believe me, and I've hit that spot both times. You go in it like at night or in the evening. In the evening, at the same time of day, same lure. Like I'm trying all the tricks. I tried a Ned rig up there. I tried everything. It, it's you catching fish, just not that one. So that was the thing is like, if it's a spot that I think it is that you told me about, it's an okay spot. Yeah. That's the thing is like, so the other two bigger ones that I caught that I missed the night before that I lost were like a hundred yards upstream, which is an actual really good spot. But this is like kind of like in a weird, like it's between an area where there's like 12 feet of water and then like probably where this fish was was like six feet and then like another hundred yards up it's like a foot foot and a half so it's like in that transitionary like like it's sandy bottom like in a nasty eddy that's created by like a plastic island you know it's it's maybe i don't know where it's at you you Uh, know where it's at i can i can i'll send you the pen to it yeah but dude it's uh anyway so that was a great a great trip uh that was the only really jeremiah caught an 18 um and my dad my daddy came out too and got to see some of this the spook action dude it was it was pretty nuts like they were going they were going uh ballistic on the spook like big explosive east from see i i wasn't getting up where i was at way further north i wasn't getting a topwater bite it's such a different river though that's the thing is like yeah white river is really like i mean more than three but Certainly at least three rivers. Like, there's the river that's, like, up there, like, in the Anderson, Strawtown, and Noblesville area. And then it gets very different, like, around, like, 146th Street 
and below. Uh-huh. It's so very, good. It's good, but it's just different. And then all the way down to, you know, like, to the city, I guess. And then, you know, down below, like, you know. Hurry. Like, 16th Street, it gets, like. Well, really, that dam. Yeah, that dam right dam. there, right at, what is that, 20th Street? Or 25th or something? I'm talking about the Harding Dam. Oh, well, that's, yeah. That's kind of the delineation for me of, like, South Side. <clears throat> right. Which you can fish above that. I think too, it's more like the dam on White River Parkway, but sure. Yeah, you're probably right. But anyways, yeah, it's like three rivers, and down there, dude, it's... I mean, the one thing that's kind of unreal is, like, like there is a lot of life in that river. Like, a, t- a ton of life. Like, you'll see, like, pods of three, four hundred carp, like... No issue. Like yeah. Every time you go out, all over the river, there's life everywhere. It's just that I think that it's it's been so polluted for so long that, like, I think smallmouth are starting to make a comeback. Like, but I think it's going to be a long time. You're talking about downstream. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say upstream, the smallmouth population is pretty ridiculous. Like, the tournaments they fish on it this year, they're they fish better than sugar. I can tell you that. Well, no, I'm year. talking about I'm talking about below the city, like downstream of the city. Yeah, I downstream mean, of the city is weird. Like, regardless of what the pot or the the pollution has done, it's just a it's silted in, so it's like really sandy and gravelly. It's like there's no like if you go up to like Perkinsville area, it's pretty regularly you'll see big mid river boulders. Right, there's sections where the substrate's just class A. The south side, I mean, there's riprap. I mean, there are, uh, like in that stretch that you're talking about, down um, on the very south side where you caught that fish. There's a couple little hooked your Moby Dick. There's a couple, like, maybe 100-yard stretches where it's like, ooh, this looks really good. Yeah. But, like, it's very, very far and few between. Whereas you go up to, like, Perkinsville, and it's probably about 50% of it's pretty prime. I agree with that, yeah. Um, so it's just different. It is too. And that's it's why you don't see a lot of completely different rivers. You don't see a lot of serious anglers fishing on the south side because it's a lower density. You know there are big fish down there though, dude. I mean, I mean according to you, dude, twenty threes, but you don't. Be- I don't care, dude. Actually, don't I'm gonna be- go after. Actually, I- no, actually, don't believe me because I honestly, got- <laughs> it doesn't. It's either way, it's a win. You believe me? Great, good for you. If you don't, I'm gonna go catch that bitch. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when, but but on that trip, I mean, with my brother and I, we probably caught uh, 40, 45, and then I went out with my dad to the same stretch, just him and I, and like through on a weeknight, and I, it was a, it was more of a bottom bite that night. Uh, I was fishing bottom, and I think we caught fifty fish in like three hours. Yeah, and you know, so. There's a lot of dinks. A lot of dinks, though. Yeah, a lot of dinks. Yeah, there's a lot of dinks. The Forgotten Stretch we did, um, the last time we did that, dude, we caught so many dinks. Yeah, it's a bit of a dink fest. That's where I want to run. I want to run that. I want to run my jet all the way up to the Harding Street Dam. You can? I know you can, but it takes all day, and I don't think... I would venture to say that that has probably... be hard to do right now. I'd venture to say that that's probably only been fished once maybe floated yeah this year i feel like you should be able to get some private access somewhere yeah and figure that out but 
So yeah. the, other, the other thing I wanted to talk a little bit about was, well, both of us had work done to our boats. Um, I took my boat up to, um, to Doug Bender in Delphi. He put on some pods for me, some flotation pods. Mm-hmm. I lost the whale tail, RIP. Um, put on some flotation pods, and he did a great job. So I recommend him if anybody's looking to have some welding done to their to their aluminum boats. He's very reasonably priced, and I thought he did a good job. And my boat was only up there for four days. So, um, and the float the float pods, dude, they add a lot to that boat. I mean, like it it gets on plane so quick, um, and it the the ride is so smooth. And because I don't have that whale tail on there, the the steering on it is way like looser. So it it feels it handles really well. I'm really happy with it. Uh, I put some new floors in it. Put some internal rod tubes um, on the uh, port side of the boat, and then I uh, I think that that is about it, really. Yeah, internal we're, rod We're holders. taking that bad boy up to uh, Michigan. Oh, and I, I pulled the life well out, too. For like two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. going up to I was Muskegon. thinking, I think that I can swing taking off Friday. So do you want to try to do that? Yeah, I mean, I've got Thursday and Friday off. Yeah, I can't go Thursday and Friday. I can, I could go, I think I can swing taking off Friday, though. So leave, like, Thursday afternoon? Yeah. That works. Yeah, I could do that. Um, but, yeah, so pumped to do that. We're a little wet boy get-together. Yeah, dude. We got uh, Alex and I don't know who all else is going, Nick is Nick, Alex, I know, are going. Yeah. Other than that, I, I don't know. Yeah, should um, be a good time. Yeah. Um, and then I just picked my boat up today, uh, had, I took it out to, um, uh, shout out to Nate's custom boats out in Peoria, Illinois, Nate, Nate Eckhold. If you guys follow tiny boat nation, which is a pretty large, uh, group, he's like one of the main boat builders on that page. And I found him through that. Just, I followed that page. And uh, he started a business, quit his job, and started a business a couple years ago doing just basically building boats. And um, I'll post a video of it on my on our Instagram. Uh, but really, like, transformed that the interior of that boat. Like, it looks like a brand new boat. Like, he, d- he wired everything. He re, like, where my little, it's a stick steering boat. He welded a whole new console right there for me. It looks very clean. Yeah, did all my wiring. He, all my, like, onboard chargers. He actually gave me an onboard charger. I had one, but it was only a two bank. And he's like, hey, I had an extra one. He's like, I took it out of another guy's boat. He didn't want it. He's like, I gave it to you. Gave me an onboard charger for my cranking battery. Um, Did a whole bunch of crazy stuff. There was a broken part of my jet pump that he found and he welded it for free for me. Um, like dude, just like bang up job. Um, it took a long time. Like if you take your boat to him, like he's three to six months out and I paid a deposit on him back in February, if that tells you anything. So I've waited this long to get my boat done. Well, it's worth it. I mean, you took it to a guy that, I mean, the boat looks awesome. So yeah, he did. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was going to try to do it myself and I knew, like I will never make it look like him and yeah they yeah it's an awesome looking job so 
I got a couple little things I got to do. I got to put a uh, a grate on the intake because it doesn't have a grate right now. Um, but other than that, dude, pretty much ready to roll. So I I will probably never be a true jet boat guy like yourself. Mm-hmm. You're it, Chris is jet boat and conventional. He's completely <laughs> he's come full circle in his his fishing. Uh, um, it's career. completely, completely untrue. I went, <laughs> I did a, I did a fly rod wade two days ago. He does, he does fly, he, he casts a fly rod, just takes a picture of it and then he picks up his crankbait rod. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, uh, you know, that boat, I'm curious to see how much I use it. Um, to really, my goal is like, I don't really care about this year. Like I might run it a couple times, but like I will use it like March through may that's gonna be my like main time i use it i'm gonna use mine more i'm using it a lot this year just get used to it and learn yeah. how to do it but like i think i will use mine more like december to march yeah and i will use this winter too yeah because it's gonna Cause this, be i mean yeah. it really logically makes perfect sense to use a jet boat during the winter yeah like first of all the flows are already high mm-hmm. second of all the the fish are in like 0.2% of the water. Yeah, so, so you it don't makes need sense to float to move. an entire stretch. Yeah, it makes sense to move from spot to spot as quickly and efficiently as possible. I mean, a lot of times when we're doing, like, long stretches, like when we try and break off, like, a four-miler in the winter, you spend 35, 40 minutes sometimes just rowing Yeah, from spot to spot, and you'll maybe have, like, one spot you'll take a couple casts at and then move downstream again. So... It makes perfect sense, I think, to use it this way. I think I've got a, a decent enough system that I'm, you know, I think that we're going to try and implement this winter that, you know, I think it's going to make winter fishing really enjoyable. Plus, you'll be able to stay dry. Yeah, a little, you know. little, little butane heater, propane heater. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Dude, I'm, yeah, of course. Yeah. I, uh, I also, I do want to take the, uh, maybe this fall, we'll either take yours or mine, I want to do some of those uh, Wednesday night tournaments on broad, at Broad Ripple. You have a live one yours? No. So the plan is we could actually go in together if you want and just make like a little light, like cooler live well. Sure. And then if we fish those tournaments, we can just throw it in one of our boats or put a little bilge pump in there, yeah. a little aerator or whatever, sure. hook it up to our cranking battery, let that thing do its, you know. I don't know. I guess you'd have to put a like a hose in the water and pump the water in. Um, but it should be pretty simple. Like a DIY live well should be pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely seen like, yeah, I've definitely seen it done before. Yeah. So your boat has way more. My boat, I was kind of like, I don't know where I'll put that. My back deck's huge on that back on that boat. Yeah. So I could put it on the back deck if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, either way, I want to fish some of those. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. With you this fall. Um, but, um, yeah, dude. I'm, How's the business going, dude? I think the listeners deserve a freaking, uh, the yeah. shareholders deserve an update, dude. What do you think of this hat? Yeah, I like it. I think that patch turned out good. It's a little bit more yellow than I thought it would be. Yeah, I like it. But I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, the, I thought those turned out extremely Isn't it yellow? Yeah, it's just the thread color. Like, we asked them to get close to bronze as possible. Yeah. So I don't think they make like that many different colors of thread. Um, 
Right. Totally killed killed the hat there. I mean, it looks, <laughs> it looks kind of shitty, but honestly, <laughs> no, I, I do like it though. I like the I like. The yeah, pack. I actually this is like my favorite thing in the world. Well, the one the one that you made for us, like the oh, prototype, I think this is way better than this. The, it was just a different color. That's all. I mean, I don't. Yeah, dis- maybe. I don't dislike it at this all. Might be the way that lights hitting it. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, anyways, uh, these yeah, are LED lights, so business not is the light, but sure, business go is good. We've kind of got over the initial rush, and uh, you know, had a lot of support from our listener base for sure, and things are starting to level level out. I mean, we're still getting orders every day, but it's, it's not it's quite as crazy. We finally just got the last shipment of hats in today. Those are going to be shipped out tomorrow. Um, we had a debacle of hats, and and honestly. The main thing what happened we found out um patches are, are not made domestically at all everybody gets them made in china well that's the problem dude you got those chinese freaking <laughs> patches up on your hat or are apparently the manufacturer they were having them made in i've tried to find domestic patches by the way dude literally i was told by <laughs> a guy who makes patches for a very prominent outdoor brand like very prominent competitor of ours and he Hold was on. like well, can you not name them as a secret no i don't want to the guy was kind enough to trade just, secret he the guy at in this that owns this company gave us this guy's information so uh, i gotcha okay okay but anyways um the guy was like yeah he goes dude he's like their patches are not made in the united states anymore he's like and if you can find them somehow they're going to be three times as expensive he's like every patch manufacturer subs them out to china so i find out about this the hard way because our basically patches didn't come in for these hats they're three weeks late we're going around and around with people trying to figure out what's going on we'll come to find out the factory in china screwed up the first batch and they left half of our patches in China. And we find this out like last week. And I'm like, because they kept saying, oh, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Never came. And come to find out, well, so we finally got them. We're like, uh, okay, you need to get them to us now. They overnighted them to the port in China or in the United States from China. Wuhan. I don't know where, where <laughs> wherever they came from. And they, they literally from China took three days to get here. I didn't even know that was possible. No, nah, I didn't either. It did from China took three days to get here it, on my doorstep when I got home tonight. So they're getting shipped out, um, tomorrow. Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, business is good, man. It's, it's kind of one of those things where trying to figure out the market and figure out what people want and figure out different products to sell and stuff is we got signed a lease on an office space, got the keys today. So we got an official headquarters for Achigan, uh, and sharing it with my medical business. Um, so, gonna, what's going to be the motif? Do you think of your business headquarters? Have you thought about that at all? Motif, as in like, like decor. The decor, yeah. What's the theme? Um, it's going to be probably samurai. very random. <laughs> samurai. I mean, what are we thinking? Uh, yeah, I was actually talking about that today. I'm. If anybody knows, Dude, you should go full if Japanese is, motif in there. That I would feel be like, so sick. <laughs> Silk everywhere. Yeah, freaking <laughs> like take your shoes off before you enter. We run a Japanese business. Um, that would be crazy. Well, if somebody's still listening to this podcast, um, which I it's clearly, been clearly it's uh, been a stinker, right? 
No, not at all. I feel um, like it's been so boring. No, not at all. Yeah, I uh, suck, dude. I'm so sorry. I need some, This is what happens, dude. You know, you we're always doing say this that, podcast you, at 10 o'clock. You, you always 10 say that, and then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, it was actually pretty good. Eh, it wasn't bad. Um, yeah, I've done that a few times. That's true. No, it's good. Um, but, uh, no, if, if somebody has a hookup on, I'm trying, I want to get a really cool wooden sign made for my shop. Look at that one over there, dude. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, some some freaking veteran lover made that for me the other day. Did he really? That's she did. Good. Yeah. She. Yeah. Um. Well, I want some kind of yeah, color, like painted uh, deal, uh, with our logo. So if anybody has a hookup on that, hit me up. What about our boy, we'll dude? Corey. I don't know if he could do that. I think it needs to be someone with a, <clears throat> like a con- computer lathe. Cause it needs. Like, oh, I know who to hook you up with. I got you. Okay. Um, John Swisher. Okay. All right. What's John. up, John? What's up? What's up? up? He's done um, all kinds of stuff for me. But yeah, so a lot of big things going he on. Did that que- he did that quest for 23 thing that my daddy gave you. I figured that's probably who it was. Yeah. Um, I actually thought of him when I was thinking about that today, but anyways, uh, yeah, just, just cranking away at that and, you know, really trying to figure out how to build that company to serve our our base and get more customers and that sort of thing. So definitely a lot, lot, a lot of what's been on my mind lately. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, what about you? You're a a rich attorney, just like laying back, just enjoying the fruits of your labor, dude. Mm. No stress. No, no stress at all. You did call me the other day and you're like, yeah, dude, like I'm free for like two months. Yeah. So I had a couple of, uh, trials go off that were supposed to happen like i was supposed to be in trial this week got canceled i had another trial that was scheduled for october supposed to, it got, got canceled so my schedule right now is you guys going on vacation white loose we we went already and are July. you going on on like a fall break deal then? no uh we're going to florida oh are you um mm-hmm. just got back from vacation. danny we're going to danny chelsea yeah, just so. got back from vacation and uh, you know, <laughs> I know who's dude, who's laying back and enjoying the fruits of labor, pretty dude. Freaking on vacation. All these Ashigan, like all these Ashigan customers think you're hard at work, <laughs> trying to satisfy their every freaking need. You're running off to Florida, I just make dirty D do getting all the work. Chinese patches. <laughs> dude. Uh, well, so, how does it feel? Yeah, it's so good. I know. Um, so yeah, like the you know. Bit, life's been pretty busy lately, though, for real. Even though I the vacation up to the Upper Mississippi was, hold on, how busy has it been? Because dude, when were when did you guys I'm go? Telling to, you, when did you guys go to Yellowstone? I was working the entire time I was up in Upper Mississippi. So yeah. just so you know, I was literally had my laptop out the entire oh, dude, drive. You're a freaking leisure lover, dude. What's you're, you're up in you're up in Yellowstone? What when was that? Like. It was a month ago. A month ago, and then you go on a trip to up Mississippi, and you're going down to down to Florida. It's, dude, you're freaking Roman, dude. Yeah, it's the the <laughs> you're perks Roman. of being self-employed. You can take time <laughs> off, but you can't really take time off. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, you can take time off, but you never really you pay for it, dude. From it. Yeah, you pay for it. Bad. Uh, but yeah, dude, even I, that week I took, it was like. That's I was, why I was. I worked like twice on my vacation. I was like, I, I mean, it's, it's tough, dude. It's really tough. So enjoy it while you can. Cause well, and that's why I was hesitant on this this fall trip. I really wanted to fish with you because I haven't really fished with you 
The last time we fished was right before I went on that western trip and went to Flat Rock. It was June, yeah. Yeah, and that was really fun, by the way. We need to go back. That was a and, great time, yeah. We need to go back and fish that stretch. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was like, man, I was like, I really want to fish with Chris uh, this fall. So I felt somewhat obligated to do that, and I kind of laid it on my wife. I was like, hey, I, like, I really need to take care of my bro. Dude, we, I, go. I, we were talking about this before we started the pod, but this year, probably for me, it's been, work has been so crazy, and the baby, but I've yeah. fished so much less this year. I kind year. of forgot you had another kid. <laughs> gonna be I hadn't forgot, dude. He's going to be awake <laughs> in about 20 minutes. <laughs> you uh, can go, go give him a little taste of that tea, bud. Dude, Ashley's been like a warrior. She's <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, like, I'm such a pussy when it comes to sleep. Like... I, I don't know if like get grumpy. Yeah, I mean, but she, dude, I swear she has not slept through a night in like five months. So it's pretty Ooh. nuts. She's a friggin' rock. So without her, with like a weaker woman, my life would be shit right now. But she's tough. Uh, the baby is a terrorist for sleep. I'm pretty sure really? he's he's Taliban at least partly. <laughs> um, but he's taking back over his country, dude. dude he's his sleep is his country. He's taking it back. Um, we freaking pulled the troops out. Yeah, we did. But uh, don't get me don't get me wrong, dude. Because I was trying, uh, dude. I was trying. Uh, uh, damn, dude, you just got me, dude. Now I'm in. I have to. I have to address it. Uh, no, but for real, all my uh, all my fellow Afghan vets out there, it's been a rough one. It's been yeah. It's been kind of feel like. You know, all that work that was done was just for nothing. It's very, it's a comp, I have complex feelings about it. I think most of us do. It's been, it's been rough, but I'll say the last, you know, for a lot of us, you know, and I'll, maybe, I don't know, I guess I'll just say this because, you know, if you're still listening and you're a vet, you know, or whatever, maybe you need to hear it, but it's, brought up a lot of stuff for me that I thought was kind of well in the past, you know, and the last couple weeks has been, I would say I've been a lot more reflective on a lot of that stuff and than I like to be. And then I have been in years, um, you know, so, uh, you know, if you're, if you're listening, you're having a hard time, hit me up, send a message to the podcast on Instagram or on Facebook. I'd be happy to, talk talk it through with you i mean we look we've all of us have had buddies that have you know we probably i would venture to say with the exception of a very few you know service members out there we've all lost more guys to suicide than we have to you know combat so right you know it's 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 especially seeing everything sort of crumble even if you knew it was going to happen, I mean, I, I kind of, this is kind of the direction I always thought it would go. Still seeing it played out so vividly on TV. Yeah, it's happened so quickly. Yeah, I mean, definitely happened a little quicker than I think even the most uh, pessimistic of us would have expected. But, you know, it's been tough, man. I mean, it really has. Like, I, you know, I I, I swear my boat has never been cleaner. Um you know, I spent just a lot of time just alone this this last couple of weeks. It's been uh, so. If you're having a tough time, obviously reach out. Um, you know, talk about it because I think that's probably the best thing to do instead of just you know bottling it up and 
you know, whatever, but talk about it to the people that are closest to you, you know, yeah. make it known. It's not, there's no harm in talking about it. So yeah, unless, you know, don't get drunk and bring it up at a work party like I did. Cause that, <laughs> would, that would be weird. But <laughs> other than that, you know, talk yeah. it out, dude. Your, your opinions on foreign affairs, specifically military affairs, always interests me because I feel like you have a good perspective on that stuff. You're a smart guy and you, you know, were, you know, in the military overseas. So I always pay attention when you write stuff and, uh, you know, kind of all that stuff happening. Um, you know, is for me, I don't, I have a lot looser connection to it. Um, but it just sucks to see, you know, basically like (laughs) all that, that time we spent out there just like it took a week yeah to go I mean, right back to where it was yeah know? i mean that's it, it maybe even worse than it was it's it it is definitely worse but i mean it's uh maybe in the long run it won't be i don't know but anyways it's my feelings on it are very complex it's probably not the subject matter that the listeners of our podcast come to hear about yeah you know but just i know that there are some military folks that do listen so you know uh and a few of them have you know sent sent messages this week or whatever but you know it is uh i guess i guess speaking to you know speaking from that side of it you know nobody really wants to hear about that stuff really i mean you know nobody likes to you know, people will pay lip service to listening to you talk about it or whatever. And, but really we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to, uh, because it's, it's just weird. I mean, you, it's just a weird thing to talk about with people that really can't really conceptualize what it's about. So, uh, but obviously, you know, you need to talk about it with me. I can probably at least somewhat relate to you and be happy to, to hear you out about it, you know? Hmm. And, uh, yeah. Anyways, so <laughs> enough of that. But uh, no, that's all good, man. No uh, ratings or reviews, so we don't really have. What's anything else new in your box? Well, I was gonna, I was actually gonna s- mention that we need to tally up the old eighteen challenge. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done that, so maybe let's make it a point for the next episode to sure. get our ducks in a row. I think it's pretty close still. Yeah, I think. I've had three since the last count, but I'll have to look. Yeah. It's it's honestly I don't even remember what the last count was. I got robbed of an eighteen a couple nights ago. I saw that little tailless wonder. Tailless wonder, dude. It was the biggest. I can't say that I was disappointed. I know you weren't. I can't blame <laughs> you. I was because it was a big fish. And I was like, Man, I've this seen is, this yeah, is I've heavy. Seen, seen a few fish like that. You makes you wonder exactly what's going on there. Yeah, um, I don't know. Tail didn't heal after the spawn or something. Really was fanning that bed. I mean, that's yeah. what I've heard. I don't remember where I've heard that before, but I've well, I know that, that their tails get eaten away when they're fanning because you catch them with this bloody. This just looked tails. like it was way too, like way more than normal. Yeah, I mean, it literally did not have a tail. So couldn't I, imagine I couldn't catching that it. in a kayak tournament. I'd be heartbroken, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was a definite rob of like a couple of inches at least I can't even estimate it but it was a big thick head you know you could just tell by looking at the fins how you know it was a bigger fish and it was missing its tail that's your other indicator that it was 
Yeah. A lot bigger fish than what it measured. Yeah, it measured 16 and a half, so without a tail. <laughs> so I don't yeah. even know what that means in um, terms of tail so in terms of inches, but So we uh, got we got a uh a trip coming up here in a couple of weeks. Yep. We're going to probably do some podcasting on that trip, I would assume. We're going to have a house, some wet boys present. I mean, I think they're going to demand it. Legal dis- like Weed dispensaries are going to be freaking. I <laughs> dude, it's going to oh be. My God, it's going to be a party this, house, dude. This, We're gonna, tri- this trip is going to be a couple days of. Uh, I might, I might, I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't I'm kind of scared. <laughs> I, to be honest, I've definitely. Uh, I think we need to do like a full cleanse before we go up there because <laughs> these boys are these boys are drinkers. Like I'm not dude. a I'm not a drinker, so dude, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's definitely could. Have Have we invited Derek to this? I did. It's not my event. I haven't invited anybody. Yeah, um, I think Derek just started a new job. Anyways, he probably couldn't mm. go anyways. But I would love to have that. Did we had a freaking oh i went out i went out i should probably talk about that i went out with burton on sunday to yeah not much not much to talk about from what i (laughs) heard a lot of dinks another like 60 fish day a lot of dinks uh we did run into jesse borges borges uh on the river he's a good good dude he yeah. asked us if we were drunk. It was 9.30 in the morning. I was like, no. Was <laughs> <Is> he drunk? <laughs> I, no, I don't think so. I think they had been camping overnight or something. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a good day. We had a – dude, every time Burton and I get together, we just freaking laugh. I mean, like, he's one of those dudes that's <laughs> for, like – For good reason. He sets the stage to just be able to laugh. We were talking about – I don't even remember. Oh, this is what it was. You dick, Burton, if you're still listening. He – him and his wife were texting, and he's kind of laughing. I was like, what, what's going on over there? He's like, oh, my wife just texted me that you remind her of Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what a I can dick, see, I can a see fat that. heroin addict who not <laughs> once got laid by a woman in any movie. He played Capote, a gay man, but never once never got laid. That. Capote? Is it good? good? Yeah, it's based on a true story. But anyways, <laughs> I was like, really? Like, Philip Seymour Hoffman? That is not a flattering actor comparison, dude. Like, I, just, like, I feel like he's always sweaty in movies. He's never, that's never like a, just a normal, clean, <laughs> professional person. It's like, Definitely he, not. he's always just like the trash friend. Or like the, <laughs> he's always the villain that everybody hates. It was too. in a Mission Impossible. Yeah, he was a villain. Yeah. So anyways, so thanks for that, Burton. But we had a, we had a, a couple of like hysterical laughs on the trip. So. Dude, freaking tippy producing dinks are just, that's a summertime thing. Well, I, I mean, I don't know that river very well, to be honest, so I can't really blame the river. I just I feel like that. that's where I would want to go with the jet more than... I know it's it's further away, but... Yeah, it's like almost two hours away. Yeah, it is It is far away. Far away. Yeah, but anyways, dude, life is so freaking good. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all positivity, you know? I mean, and they're really... I mean, we live in the best time. We live in the best place. We have the best people around us. It's just, uh, you know, life is good, man. We're in the just, best. Just freaking take a bite out of life, dude. Dude, it's easy. It's so freaking easy to get wrapped around the axle about, like, stupid bullshit that means nothing. Yeah. But There's a lot of people that live their life like that. 
Dude, and we t- we talked a little bit about that during COVID last year, and you know, I you know you're never going to change somebody's outlook from saying something to them on a podcast, but get your head out of your ass, dude. You, uh, we live in like I was thinking about that. I was talking to my girls about that. My daughter was like asking me if I lived during the depression. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> No, shut your mouth. The depression. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. I, mean, I was born in a Hooverville, young lady. <laughs> but, you know, even my girls, they have no concept of what it's like to, like, struggle at all. And, uh, you know, a lot of that's a product of just modern society, you know, the time we live in. It probably, uh, you know, we'll probably go through a time in our lifetimes where things won't be quite as rosy so he says at the end and a year and a half into a worldwide pandemic <laughs> dude i mean some people are letting that get him down i mean last time i checked everybody's you know we're doing fine doing okay yeah. um you know how i feel about that dude i'm yeah i i just feel like it was funny i saw a a tweet of elon musk the other day and it was like he it was like a picture of the taliban standing in an office he was like, oh, my God, they don't have their masks on. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, somebody tell them to put their masks on. <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. He's like, have they not heard about the Delta variant? <laughs> dude, they heard about Delta. They heard about Delta for the last 20 years, dude. <laughs> dude, that was the last thing they heard. It was pretty freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Uh but yeah, well, man, it was good hanging out. We got about an hour and 30 minutes deep right now, so we'll spare our listeners for some more ramblings. And um, yeah, man, looking forward to getting out with you here in a couple weeks. Hopefully, we'll get a pot I mean, in. Could, uh, I mean, if you could pencil me in, that'd be nice. I mean, you know, I know you're super busy with, vaca- <laughs> with vacation. I haven't and- been fishing other than with my dad in the tournament, so... I, do, uh, I know you've always got vacations. I did, I did going pre-fish on, so. with Alex Deneau. Caught a nineteen and a half right in front of him. It was pretty sick, sick eat. Um, but yeah, um, I haven't really done much like enjoyable fishing other than you know the trip up to Upper Mississippi, which says you know it was made up for a lot. But did you? Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about your boat before we get off the podcast mm-hmm. i know you're ready to go no it's uh, all right we need to start doing these earlier by the way because i feel like we're such we, we're such low energy bitches yeah right i can't now. do them earlier is a problem but we yeah. didn't get together until 10 and we're just old tuckered out bitches oh i'm fine dude but anyways i wanted to ask you the the little display thing that's next to your to your seat is that like a it's a, it's a is it a fish finder mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah but it has gps and speed and stuff on it so basically i put that there so i could see my speed and all that you're a speed demon dude yeah and then uh i could do waypoints if i want to and then when i'm fishing i put the nice one the big one that i bought from you up at the front yeah because you have a hummingbird set Mm -hmm. like helix seven right up in the front but why i the other one looked like it was a different yeah i had i already actually bought that for my kayak and rarely used it oh that's cool that you got to use it somehow yeah does it have a transducer that you've Mm -hmm. somewhere he ran all that where's your transducer at off the the back back. so your front one is on my trolling motor it's it is it integrated into your trolling motor Mm -hmm. ah gotcha okay it's integrated into my trolling motor and then the back one has is it just down imaging or or is it side too just down dude that's gonna be nice 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know great. how much you'll use I probably yeah. in the winter time. <laughs> that's about it. I mean, you'll use it in the right in the right setting. I yeah, mean, we'll see. I don't anticipate using it a ton. It just looks cool. That big screen up there. Yeah, I'm dude. Being honest with myself. <laughs> um, but uh, Anyways, yeah, man. Well, let's get off here. We gotta- Hang on. One, I'll do a review here because I Chris did have one beer in his fridge. Yep. It happens to be one of my favorite of all time. Uh, maybe my second favorite brewery of all time, Bell's Brewery. It's a two-hearted ale. It's an American IPA. Um, description here is uh, a perfectly balanced American IPA brewed with 100% centennial hops, bursting with aromas ranging from pine to grapefruit. Um, it's a classic. Uh, one of my favorite beers to just drink anytime. It's got 7%. Um, ABV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll it'll definitely you know a couple of them will get you going. This is a I mean solid nineteen and a half, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I got that on <laughs> on audio. Right. See if I can see it in the in the audio. I was gonna I was gonna mic up, but that's gonna be a <laughs> that's gonna be a dog. <laughs> that, that ain't no that ain't no show part. That's, that's a work. That's a workhorse right there, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm trying to not breathe right now. Yeah, so. dude. That's, that's, I can hear your nose all stuffed up. You'll be fine. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of your favorite Central Indiana-based smallmouth podcast featuring two hosts in their mid-30s. Brought to you by River Rat USA. Brought to you by River Rat USA. Yeah. Drift and, the rat. Yeah, and, you know, Cheegan's not formally sponsoring this yet. But uh, 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 but but informally brought to you by a chicken. Informally brought to you by a chicken, meaning they're not paying for this ad time at (laughs) all. We will have a a chicken in the next thirty days. We will have Smalley Talk merch for sale. So have stickers. We'll have shirts, and I don't know if we're gonna hats. I'm waiting to see my contract for (laughs) for the. 50-50 50-50 distribution up, of the proceeds up. from these. From um, these so uh, all you wet boys out there itching to get some merch, we'll have it for you. So, anyways, that's all we have for you. Free the fighter. Free the fighter. <laughs>